Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A one-point game. Walton can tip it. Bryant with the save. Now you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! Beer basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, I'm deeply in love with you. I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and the hurt. Not because challenge called me. But because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, Five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Man to Man. We come to you with some disheartening news. So unlike other episodes, this is our tribute to the legend himself, Kobe Bryant. And the tragic events taking place, ESPN has confirmed reports that NBA legend Kobe Bryant 
and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant, have died in a horrific helicopter crash shortly after 10 a.m. Sunday morning in the Calabasas, Los Angeles area while on their way to a travel basketball game at the Mamba Academy. Seven others have been confirmed on board and also pronounced dead at the scene of the crash, including the pilot. Bryant, 41 years of age, proud father of four beautiful daughters, husband, author, obviously not only the greatest NBA player in his generation, but also considered to be the greatest player in Laker history. His daughter, Gianna, has been more visible around the NBA in the past year or so, being spotted sitting with her father courtside at Lakers games. It has also been confirmed that the daughters on board were headed to play in an all-girls basketball tournament where Kobe was expected to coach his daughter's team. Just last night, 16 hours before the crash, Brian tweeted at LeBron James to congratulate him on passing him in career points and doing it in his hometown of Philadelphia. James has yet to comment on the tragedy. John Altabelli, 24 seasons of being head coach at Orange Coast College, and his daughter Alyssa and wife Carrie have also been confirmed as the other parents and daughter on board, but there are three remaining unidentified bodies, including the pilot. Liam, when I woke up, I saw this on my phone from Twitter. Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash. I couldn't believe it. My Twitter was spamming out. My app wasn't working. I ended up going on my laptop and looking up the news. First person I immediately thought was you because last night how we were talking on the phone, you said, yeah, I'm going to be flying tomorrow from one to six. And I immediately called you and actually was surprised that you answered the phone. Right. Coincidentally, due to weather conditions, we decided to stay grounded today and not go up in the air. And to get that news kind of the same way you did on my phone with a Twitter notification, it was weird. And then when I looked into it even more to know that the biggest thing, what I can tell from so far with the initial reports were that the there was, you know, weather involved, meaning that there was a heavy fog covering, you know, the Calabasas, Newport area, you know, and it's just, I'm just, I can't even put into words how weather affects aircrafts. But the biggest thing that I, once I did look into, you know, what happened and stuff that multiple other flights and pilots decided not to fly in the area because of the weather and to know that his aircraft and his helicopter went up this morning from my vantage point, I think probably has the biggest impact on, you know, what might have happened up there. But you never know because we don't, we don't know the full report yet. So after the crash did happen, there was about a 25 to 30 minute delay for emergency personnel to get to the actual crash site. Because of the crash, there was a brush fire that covered the area. So the, the fire department had to get that extinguished before they could actually move to the crash site itself. And you never know with that 25 to 30 minute delay, you know, we find out there were no survivors. And so you never know what that 25 to 30 minute window could have been if they could have gotten there. Maybe they could have helped out even more than that they've already had. But from the looks of it, from the debris and stuff, it looked like there probably couldn't have been any survivors just due to the, the impact of the crash. There were actually eyewitnesses that heard the failing of the engine. You know, the helicopter was spiraling while it proceeded to the ground and crashed. And Again, this is an ongoing investigation. At first, we heard reports of, okay, there were only five people, or there were five passengers on the helicopter, including the pilot, and then everyone was saying, okay, 
Kobe has four daughters. What if it was all four daughters on the helicopter? And even ABC came out with that story and they didn't have that completely right at all because they ended up having a press conference for the chief officers and fire crew that there initially were nine people on the plane, including the pilot. So right now, like I said earlier, we have Kobe, his daughter, two other parents on the plane, as well as their daughter. And like I said, three still remain unidentified, but even if they do know the identification of all three of those personnels, you know, it's highly inappropriate at the time to come out with that sort of information as everyone is still dealing with that. But I want to ask you a question, Liam, since you are going through flight school right now. There are two different types of pilots when it comes to aircrafts. There's one like this guy who's highly experienced to fly in these sort of weather extremities with little to no visibility at all in the air. Whereas you have on the other side, like you said, you didn't go to flight school today just because the weathers were semi-crucial in the air. And those type of pilots, correct me if I'm wrong, don't go out and fly aircraft if they can't see the three to four miles ahead of them in clear skies. Right. So when you look at it, there's two types of pilots, which you're correct. So you have your regular pilots that are just out there having fun and experienced enough to fly an airplane. Then you have your commercial pilots that, you know, are able to fly passengers and stuff like that. But in terms of the conditions, pilots look at three types of conditions due to weather. And the first one is VFR, which is basically visual flight rules. So when you go up in the plane, you basically are able to see everything that's around you. You can see with visibility in front of you. You know, you make a turn, you can see other things and other obstacles that might be in your way. The other one is IFR, which is instrument flight rules. And these are your more experienced pilots and your commercial pilots, meaning that you're able to fly an aircraft solely based on just looking at your flight instruments inside the cockpit. And you don't actually have to see outside of your aircraft. And then the tricky one, which probably relates mostly to this accident in general, is your modified visual flight rules. And that's kind of the gray area as a pilot. Not saying that this pilot wasn't experienced enough, but you can kind of see outside. We see that there was a lot of fog and stuff. And especially for somebody that was flying around, you know, Kobe Bryant definitely had enough experience. So... The initial reports will look at pilot error or something on that note, but I think there's probably something else that happened up there. Anything could happen. When we were watching the live news go on today, they were saying anything can happen. You could have a bird strike. You could have a drone hit the helicopter. You could have a black box in the helicopter. You could have debris, pilot error. Obviously, the first thing I'm guessing they would look at is the pilot's history in the past 24 to 48 hours. But, you know, you got how many people were on the helicopter? Did it extend full capacity? What do you think it was initially that caused the helicopter crash? Weather probably is my biggest thing to worry about because that determines if you're going to fly or not that day. So off the bat, that's my first reaction. But on the other note, you also have to look at the aircraft itself to see if it was even airworthy enough to even fly that day based on maintenance logs or, you know, maybe inconsistencies or a repair that wasn't actually repaired or something like that. But the NTSB will definitely take a look at it and you know, do their further investigation to find out exactly what happened to that plane. I'm very interested to see if there was anything bizarre that happened like that. Right. Um, no, I I think 
for sure aircrafts in general just don't drop out of the sky without some type right. of cause you know right uh, and they check maintenance logs before the helicopter is ready to go and so it could just be a what a miscommunication on who's ever checking can it go to like to that person that's checking all that stuff right before you're about to fly a kobe bryant right so basically it would be on the company that owns the plane or that leasing company that owns the plane that leases out planes to celebrities like kobe to make sure their aircraft is airworthy enough to fly that day and if there was a miscommunication or a, a log that wasn't filled and repaired then that's definitely a reason why a plane or an aircraft would would go down sounds like a potential lawsuit if that's the case too right or it could just be, you know, just a, like you said, something like a bird strike or just like a freak accident, you know. You never know. So Kobe, born on August 23rd, 1978, went to high school at Lower Marion. We're just saying some accolades, guys. Went to high school at Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. Drafted 13th overall in 1996 NBA draft out of high school. Fourth leading scorer in NBA history. Five-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, named NBA MVP in 2007-2008, 18-time All-Star, one NBA record, four All-Star game MVPs, two Olympic gold medals. I mean, obviously, this guy was a stud on the floor and left a huge impact for the Los Angeles Lakers, but he was not only an all-time great in basketball, but he was a star post-basketball as well. Right. I mean, I'm going to start with something that a former president tweeted out today about Kobe. And it really, you know, resonates because he was making that turn into life after basketball. And President Obama said Kobe was a legend on the court and just getting started in what would have been just as meaningful a second act. And I think that just really encompasses everything that Kobe Bryant was was headed towards because we see him not only perform on the court but he's performing in movies as well being a producer on a oscar-winning short film called dear basketball and if you haven't seen that fully through i think you should definitely look into that and watch it because it, it really shows his determination as a player but then at the same time realizing that there is a life after basketball and especially you know growing up wanting to be an nba player and wanting to be the best in the world all your focus is on that and then once that career is done, you have to focus on something else. And we see Kobe headed in the right direction on that term. He also, you know, helped the sport of basketball outside of basketball, not only opening the Mamba Center for the youth, but he also was one of the biggest investors of body armor. And what was kind of cool after I did a little bit of research was he's the only non-corporate investor in something that big like body armor. I mean, it's cool to see him put his stamp on the corporate side of the world. And for somebody that does speak multiple languages, he just wanted to develop his intellectual side, especially for somebody that didn't go to college to see him wanting to develop. Right, right. He was the guy who always wanted to continue to elevate his intellect. And you see Luca and the Mavs come to the Staples Center a couple of weeks ago and Kobe and his daughter Gianna are sitting courtside and you see Kobe kind of hit Luca on the back, and then they asked Luca what he said post-game. He was like, I don't know, he spoke to me in Spanish talking some trash. So I was like, who is that? Turn around, it's Kobe Bryant. This is cool to see because he had an impact on a lot of players like Luca and like Trey Young and Ja Morant, people from our generation who are actually younger than Liam and I, um, young players in the NBA. 
sent out tweets today, like John Morant, Num, like Trey Young posted out an Instagram with uh, Kobe and his daughter Gianna talking about how Gianna's only been to three games this season, and in two of them were to see Trey Young because that was her favorite player this year. And obviously you got Instagrams from Shaq and tweets sent out from Magic Johnson. And even you see it from the international world. Neymar scoring a penalty point today and then throwing the 2-4 sign with his hands as him and Kobe worked out together multiple times. So everyone's just mourning right now, man. You have a bunch of mural sightings everywhere today in Los Angeles at the Mamba Academy, the Staples Center. You got a candlelight vigil in a Calabasas Park. But going back to the NBA Adam Silver said that the NBA games are still going to be continued today, and they have been. But the NBA pays their respects in-game with the 24-second shot clock. So as the NBA decided to play its Sunday games as scheduled, teams around the league opted to pay tribute to Kobe with a wonderful and super cool in-game gesture. Right. We see all the teams today put their spin on giving a tribute to Kobe, and most of them had taking the first 24 seconds of the shot clock and just held the ball, you know, just to show their respects to, you know, 2024 Kobe Bryant. And it's just really cool to see even Trey Young, they got the tip off and he kind of did something unique as well. And he took the eight second violation in the backcourt, you know, showing respect to eight as well. That's recognized by Kobe's first number with the Lakers. But also, you know, Mark Cuban actually has most of my respect because he, you know, was the first GM and first owner to reach out and retire the number 24 for a team that's not the Lakers. So nobody else in Mavericks history will wear the number 24 just to, you know, show the impact that he's had on the NBA. And I thought that was really, really cool to see. It really is. Um, a shock to everybody, and we feel it all around the NBA. But on a lighter note, I think we should uh, just you know explain a little bit how Kobe impacted our lives. And I'll start by saying that when me and Andy were younger, Andy would always come over, and I had 2K Kobe edition. And in that 2K edition, you could play Kobe's career. And I always had a big emphasis on keeping Kobe's numbers, you know, really 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 good right and right, right. and Andy would would come in and I'm already on the game because that's pretty much all we did if we're not playing basketball ourselves we're playing 2k and I had the game on and he would always jump in and be like yo let me get the next quarter and I'd be like all right that's cool whatever you got the next quarter <laughs> but one of the biggest things that I wanted to keep really really good for that career was Kobe's free throw percentage because I had it up to like 98 99 percent and every time Andy he would play Kobe would go to the line and I would just be down his throat and being like yep. if you miss this I'm I'll, like <laughs> I would start hitting him if he missed it and it'd be a couple yeah. times there'd be a couple times there that I would be like oh you missed it you're not playing the next two quarters or whatever you, you make me so nervous because like when I would miss it I would like barely miss it you know I'd get like the yellow instead of the green I wouldn't even like like look over you without turning my face I'm like yeah I'd just like hand you the controller like I just <laughs> knew I wasn't even trying to hear it I'd be like dude yeah I'm, just, I'm not that good at the game I'm sorry but yeah that's that's probably the first real memory you know that I had Kobe really impact my life even though it was in a video game but you know growing up a little bit more I followed Kobe of course because Besides Steve Nash was probably the next player that I really, you know, looked up to as a basketball player. 
And there's been a couple of times that the Lakers and Suns met. And, you know, Kobe just had that determination to get the job done. To see that firsthand was really special. So the atmosphere he has around himself and the will that he has for his, his team to win and put him in a position to win really is just special. And I, it's just, you know, sad to talk about this, honestly. Go ahead and tell me what, what memories you have of Kobe. Yeah, I was going to say, I think for me, one of the first memories that I have from Kobe is in high school when our, this is just a backstory right here, quick backstory before I get into this, our team colors were purple and yellow. And so every single year, our team would all equip the same Nike Hyper Dunks or same shoes just to look a little bit more professional or team organized. I was like, nah, I'm going to give me some Kobe's, brother. And uh, I got the blue snakeskin Kobe's, the low tops. I think one of his first shoes that he came out with, man. And yeah, I wore them for three straight years, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Sophomore year is really cool because I still got to dress out for the varsity games, but like some of the guy, like some of the point guards that would actually play would go up to me and be like, "Oh, dude, like those are sick. Like let me wear those for the game." And I was like, "Dude, go for it." Like it's the Mamba mentality, man. So I loved the Kobe's growing up. Um, always wore his shoes. And just another thing that I think we can all relate to is grabbing a paper ball or really anything and shooting it anywhere. What's the one thing you're going to say? Kobe. Kobe time. Kobe. So everyone does that, man. I mean, he was a true role model to this next generation being us. He was a true competitor to where you didn't want to be on the opposite side of the court from him as he had that DNA that very few athletes can ever have. So for me, um, he will be remembered most for not only his greatness, but also for inspiring people all around the world to pick up a basketball and compete to the very best of their ability. Right. He's just a special person that impacted everybody's life. I think I want to go on to that and add one more thing that I saw. Yeah, you don't mind? Yeah, keep going. Cool thing I saw while I was watching the live Calabasas news outlet today is they were talking about how great of a person, obviously, Kobe was off the court, but they were given an example by last week. There was someone that was in a car crash in Newport Beach area, and Kobe had coincidentally like been near the scene of the crash at the time, and he actually stayed with those individuals that were involved while also directing traffic on both sides of the street. So just like imagine being in a car crash and you just wake up to a guy like Kobe Bryant, you know, trying to help you. It's almost like you were in heaven, like asking yourself what was going on. But I mean, just a great guy on and off the court. I'm still in shock and honestly disbelief. We were talking about it, man. I'm waiting for them to just say just kidding or something like that. But life is precious, man. And just prayers go out to his family. Yeah, with that, prayers just go out to his wife and daughters and all the families that were involved in this accident. And I will leave you guys with this quote from Jay Williams. This is probably the easiest way to say it, but today is just really a tough day. It's a hard day. And I hope everybody at home, you give that person next to you whatever you have wrong in life with them. It might be big or it might be small. Just let that shit go. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. It's about life and being precious with every damn second that we have here. That really is true. Just, you know, hug the loved ones you have in your life. And with that, we will be updating you guys throughout this week on our Twitter. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter as well, at man to man pod to uh, be informed about what else has been uncovered in this freak accident. 
We will uh, catch you next week, guys. Thanks. You guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Brother Norris, Kobe. <laughs>